0: Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets show where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact, and double your time off. In this episode, we're speaking with Blake Nuba. Blake is an entrepreneur and funnel expert, having sold over $10 million online through his programs and coaching, where he's helped thousands of entrepreneurs to transform their businesses, their funnels, and make them more successful. Welcome to the show, Blake. Thanks for having me, man. I'm pumped to be here, and uh, let's do it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Look, there are so many people out there that, that are always talking about funnels and ads and social media and, and marketing and things like that. And I think that sometimes there ends up being this kind of dilution as to what we should be doing because there's so much stuff. And I was excited to have you on because I know that you're very good at what you do. And I know that you're going to have some really insightful stuff, but I want to give our audience some context so that they can know why they should be listening to you. So tell us a little bit about your backstory, how you got into where you are and, and what you're working on at the moment.
1: Yeah. So um, I got into what I was doing back in college, actually, unbeknownst to me at the time, dead broke, no product, no service, had no idea what I was doing, but had an idea with my business partner and I. We were college kids. And I think everyone can relate to this, not in terms of college per se, but in terms of being in school. And we were studying for this exam. And as a student, you're given like these massive study guides of just like all this text information. And your whole goal is to just absorb all this information to just regurgitate it out on the exam, hoping to get a good grade. Well, we realized it was a terrible experience. So we transformed those study guides into what we call guides, mnemonic devices, visual information, videos. Basically, we took the information and just changed the modality in which it was delivered. And we create a WordPress site for like five bucks. We threw these products on this WordPress site. And then we're like, okay, how do we go and market this? Well, we didn't know marketing. I had no idea what it was. I had no clue how any of this stuff even really worked, but we had this idea to go buy a gorilla suit. I mean, buy this massive gorilla suit and my business partner gets like a boombox, and like we bombard one of the classes at the university I was at. It was like 3,000 students. And I'm in this gorilla suit just dancing my face off, marketing this brand new product we made to all of the students in the class. We were students. We created this product for students. So we, we need to find a way for them to go and purchase it. So we do this stuff, we go in and we bombard the class. We do this entire thing. We leave, we rush out and we just go hang out. We don't know what happened. We have no idea what the results are gonna be. We're waiting, we're sitting there. And I remember being at like one of the like local bars, just hanging out, drinking some beer and stuff. And a few moments go by and we got our first sale for like $5. And we went nuts. Like the gorilla suit story worked, like we made money online. And like a few minutes after that, we had some more sales come in, and by the end of the night, we did eight hundred dollars in sales. And by the end of that semester, we did five thousand dollars in sales. And that is when I like I realized for the first time, like you can start an online business and make money by setting it up once, and it can produce money as long as it's around for. And that's kind of where my journey began, was back in college.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. It's it's the 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 irony in there is is amazing. Gorilla marketing, literally in a gorilla suit. Um, I, and I had that- no
1: idea what it was. At the time.
0: I know, right. I know, right. I think that that's actually really pertinent for our audience because being health professionals, we all have so much knowledge and what we're doing. We get people results. Uh, We care about people getting results, but we've also got, you know, we've all been students and been through that same process. And so immediately my mind's thinking about these opportunities because that's, I'm an entrepreneur, right? I'm thinking about opportunities all the time. It's like, we can use these sorts of principles. And I think that what health professionals generally don't realize is that the way that people consume information is changing their need for information is changing. And there is so much opportunity for us in the world of online marketing, the internet, et cetera, to be able to get stuff to people in ways that they can digest that's more simple. And so immediately when you're talking about, hey, I took this information that's otherwise boring and hard to digest and made it simple and easy, that's the essence of online business. And I think that especially in this day and age with the, the pandemic and things like that, like I've talked about my clients, how do we take your knowledge and turn it into something that that people can use in membership platforms, et cetera, et cetera. And we have so much of it. How would you go about if you were to help a health professional to take the knowledge and actually turn it into products and services they can use on the internet in a similar fashion? What would kind of a, a way be for someone to to think about that? Someone who's got a lot of knowledge, but just has no idea how to actually use it.
1: I think we're all good at something, right? Um, as much as we don't maybe think we are, but deep down, everyone has a skill set, right? Whether you're a healthcare professional, whatever it might be, and you have to adapt to the different channels of communication, right? Like the internet's a big thing now. Okay, social media is a big thing. Like social media apps are completely ruining attention spans. Like you have to find a way to take your information and get it in front of them quickly. So for example, if you're a healthcare provider, right? If if you're a physical therapist, if you're a chiropractor, whatever it is that you're doing, like you're really good at that, right? You know how to do that stuff. The problem is, is like, you're never going to be able to grow that business unless you find a way from doing this one-to-one stuff and turning into how can I do one-to-many. So you have to get your information out there. The way you're going to get your information out there is, you know, all about that stuff. A lot of the world has no idea what it is. I had chiropractic care done for a year. I remember I was going into him and I was like, man, this is amazing. Like no one knows about this stuff. Like very small fraction of the population, like really goes and gets it done. Now I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, like, man, like you should have stuff up and running. Like you should have funnels. You should have all this stuff, traffic strategies, all these things. And it's just like, it's one little mom and pop. stand. if you want to find a way to be competitive, especially in 2020, moving forward, you need to find a way and take what you do every single day at your storefront. And scale that to a lot of people, whether you're creating an info product to teach people about why is it important to have a straight spine and like why subluxation could be bad on your neck and all these different things, right? And you have to find a way to educate people all with the goal of getting them in to your products and services, getting them in the front door. So I would tell everyone, Hey man, what do you do for me? Oh, you do this. You have a local business. You have a storefront up. Awesome. You need a funnel to start driving traffic to offering something of value that's related to your main service. And hopes to get them in the door to start upselling them on, on higher additional products and services. Doing that alone, you're going to completely demolish your competition because there's a good chance they're not doing it. The thing is, I think a lot of people are like, where do I start? Like, what do I do? Like everyone talks about you need a funnel and you need traffic, but I don't know what to do. It's like, it's really simple. You need a very basic funnel, right? A couple of pages. And what you need to do is just give something that they need. And then, like I said, get them in the front door and you're going to increase traffic a lot just by doing that
0: because what's working really well for me at the moment is low ticket products. And so for those who are listening who don't know what we're talking about, funnels basically meaning a series of landing pages that people can go through and they're being channeled through them. You land on a page, if you have ever bought anything online or you've downloaded anything online, or even if come across this podcast, there would have been a page somewhere that you put some information in and you receive something and then you go through a series of pages. That's what we're talking about with funnels. But in terms of low ticket products, making $7, $9, Guides, PDFs, video series, et cetera, and having people pull out their credit card for a valuable piece of information where you're then on the next page, you're offering them the next obvious step. So, for example, let's say you've created a guide for neck pain, right? How to reduce neck pain. Maybe the next guide is how to strengthen your neck. Maybe the next one is how to do something else. And how are you finding that low ticket space in terms of generating customers, because I think that people often we know about this concept of how do I get leads, which is information about a person, but a lead is someone who's typically relatively cold to what you're about. And it's not a big action step that you've asked them to do. It's not particularly invested, whereas if you can get a customer, even if they're buying a small product, that's somebody who's got some skin in the game. That's someone who's willing to have paid for something. So how are you seeing the kind of the low ticket space work at the moment? As I know that it was, it was big there for a while. And then everyone's talking about high ticket selling, you know, two, $3,000 programs. How do you see the low ticket space and how do you see it apply to brick and mortar businesses offering things for low prices in funnels?
1: So I'm a fan of low ticket. I think it's, it's incredibly sexy, right? You're going to have these phases at wax and wanes where people are like do high ticket, do low ticket, do high ticket, do low ticket, honestly both work, right? It just depends on what stage you're at in the business. I would never recommend high ticket to a beginner ever. And people do it all the time. I think it's ludicrous to even recommend that. So if you want people to come into your doors or you want it, depending on what product you want, I'm a fan of offering a very low ticket item, anywhere from a couple bucks up until like $14. The price is important, right? Don't get me wrong. It's like kind of, it's a tripwire, right? It's like, you know, you're going to trip over this thing and, you know, next thing you know, you're onto more additional value. But it's really just solving a problem. Someone's experiencing some type of problem out there. You have to make sure that in your marketing message, you talk about addressing that problem. What is going on, right? Like understand who your customer is. Who's the perfect customer to walk in your door? Who's the perfect customer to buy your course, right? Who would that person be? Who did you make your product or service for? And then obviously, once you understand who your customer is, you can now go out there and start creating offers based around what's going to solve their problem. So I'm a huge fan of low ticket. I think that if you can convert a subscriber into a buyer, you're already off on the right foot. You know, there's going to be arguments made that it's a lot easier to convert people, high ticket converts, better, whatever. No, low ticket converts, like you're going to have more leads come in the front. They might not be the best leads, right? Not be the people qualified for your higher ticket services, or your high end programs, but you're going to start getting people using your products. And at the end of the day, that's one of the most important thing. So offering something for, let's say you want to offer, let's go back to your example. Let's say you want to offer like It's a nutrition plan, a a quick nutrition PDF for seven bucks. And it's this like 65 page PDF. And it gives you all this actionable information to start doing. And the problem you're solving is, I don't know, for example, like you have upper back pain right? And you've been living with this upper back pain for so long. And finally, someone's like, I have this new recipe different than anything you've ever seen before. No one's really doing it on how to eliminate that back pain. And it requires no drugs, no you know prescriptions, none of that stuff. And I'm going to show you how to do it inside of this PDF for seven bucks. If someone's experiencing some back pain, they might be like, yeah, I'm interested in, in giving that a go for seven bucks. What can it hurt? And then you ascend them to more value that actually complements the original offer. And I think that's an important thing that people need to be doing to start driving traffic, drive new customers, build relationships. It's not just about a sale. A lot of people make the mistake thinking like you're ones on a spreadsheet, you're ones, you know, you're, it's binary. It's not zeros and ones. It's you're a customer, you're a person, you need to build a relationship with that person. That's how you get them to purchase from you again and again and again. So as long as you're building relationships and you're solving problems, they don't have to be massive problems. They can just be a problem they're experiencing with a low price point. You're going to get people coming through your door and you can take them in any direction you want. Maybe, like I said, you want them to walk in for, you know, come get a a week free of chiropractic care. You may want to sell them like an info product or something like that, depending on what you want to do. But ultimately bringing someone in low ticket, I think it's a great strategy to be pursuing. And if you're not pursuing it, I highly recommend using it.
0: hundred percent. I think that people, especially in the health space, we look at it in terms of my value is and my time and what I'm offering. And so I I have to offer this full price, big thing and and never change it. Whereas I know in my practice and in all of my clients' practices, for us, my philosophy is I'm really good at what I do. And so I want a lot of people to experience that because I know that when they have that experience, they're going to keep coming back. And so for me, it's how do I get more people through the door? And so my, my perspective on it is not how do I maximize revenue for every consultation and charge the most. Mine is how do I get people in Because I know that the revenue from a business perspective is on the back end, right? Not the front end, not charging 150 bucks for my initial consultation. And then you're like 90% of people never come in for that. I'm looking at it in terms of how do I bring in as many people as possible, qualify them to make sure they're a good fit for us and that we can help them, et cetera. And then I make money on the back end. That's how I grew my practice so fast. That's how I grew my client's practices so fast. And in doing that, you're not giving up service quality. You're not Making people think that what you have is crap and that it's cheap, and you know you're, you're bringing things down. What you're doing is you're, is you're providing an incentive by saying, "Hey, get a whole lot of value from me with a low barrier to entry." Because what you have to realize is that, and mainly for the listeners, right? What you have to realize is that there is pain associated with having a transaction with you. There is the pain of I'm going to have to pay some money. I don't know if it's going to work. I don't know if I'm going to like the person. And there's, there's fear associated with that. There's, there's emotion. All of this creates pain, which creates resistance to a person working with you. You want to lower that resistance as much as possible. And even if there is resistance, you've got such a goldmine on the other side that they just run straight through that that burning bush and don't even care because the, the prize on the other side is so good. There's so many reasons and, and so much pleasure on the other side of actually doing it with as much reduced pain on the front end. And so offering something as simple as, like you said, a 65-page PDF guide on, for example, your unique nutrition plan to lose weight, blah, 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 for seven bucks, is not designed to get them a result. It's designed to get them to be on the journey of getting a result so that you can now make them the next offer, which is the next obvious step to work with you. So in our chiropractic practice, we do it for our naturopaths, our chiropractors, our body workers. In my actual practice, it's like, let's get people in for some kind of, reduced rate consultation, some kind of offer where we're able to then have an opportunity to have a dialogue because too many times we will have these $150 consults, for example, um, and we'll give away all this time and energy and effort by doing these free spine checks, free posture checks. I'm talking as a chiropractor, right? And then we'll go, nope, but it's 150 to work with me. I'm like, man, I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to spend the weekend doing all this free crap. I'm just going to have a lower price point entry into my world. And then most of those people become clients long-term. If we can kind of break it down a little bit more tactically, because I think that we've said a bunch of stuff and like my brain's running a million miles an hour here. But in terms of our audience, who may not necessarily understand all these things we're talking about. If I was, let's say, in a functional medicine business or nutrition business as as an example to, to get off chiropractic. And I'm thinking to myself, I've got a lot of knowledge. I want to build a course or something like that. My brain immediately says, understand what your back end service offers are, right? You've got a program. Maybe you've got consulting services. You work with someone for six months thinking about bringing in customers and filling that front end, what makes sense to me is having like a $7 guide that leads to maybe a $49 something, which leads to a consultation, et cetera. How would you go about breaking down all the knowledge that I have to actually create something? Because immediately my brain says, all my clients are going to go, that sounds amazing, but how the hell am I going to make this guide that's going to be worth anything? Because what health professionals do is they just jam a bunch of stuff down people's throats. Like, how do I turn that into something that's actually valuable?
1: First off, it all starts at the core. You need a core offer, right? It's kind of the middle of what's called a value ladder. Think of a staircase of three stairs. And on stair number two is your core offer. It's the main thing you need to prove that your audience wants, period. Like if they don't want the main thing you stand for, then you got to like really nail that down. If you don't nail that down, there is no business yet. You have to have that. So once you nail this like core offer down, whatever it might be, and I'll, I'll address the question, I'll get to it, which is like, for example, your core offer might be like, I am a chiropractor or I'm a, I'm a healthcare professional. I sell a um, nootropic supplement that helps with energy and brain function, right? That's my core offer and it's crushing it right now. Okay. The next thing I would do is create what's called a follow-up funnel. And what that does is I don't focus on the front end yet. You only focus on the front end when you have to create customers, when you need more leads, right? You don't need it. You typically don't need to do that right away. You need to establish a core offer. And then what's going to happen is those people that are buying that thing, that are buying that supplement, right? That nootropic, that brain supplement are going to go, hey, I want more. And you as the business owner need to create the follow-up problem. What is the problem you can solve that's a little more expensive? Maybe you go in, you go, well, I provide coaching now, okay? Like on this supplement. I have this coaching program. I'm going to show you why brain function to entrepreneurs is like a really important thing. And ultimately what this is going to return for you is it's going to make you the best possible version of yourself to make sure that your revenues can two, three, four X because you're operating at a, such a super level. Okay. I have that coaching program. I charge, you know, $10,000 for that coaching program, right? Solves another problem, they're experience. It's like, Hey, I have all this energy now and stuff. It's like, it's like, but what else do you do that you can help me with right now? Once you have that back end, so if the core offers step number two on the stair and step number three is your follow-up problem, that is the moment when you decide to come back down to the first step you're like, okay, I have this core offer idea. I have have this supplement that's working. I'm selling a bunch of it. I have this coaching program that's working, that's selling to all the people buying the supplements. How do I go get more customers into the funnel? So then you start focusing on the front end of the funnel, which is lead aggregation. It's how do I get more people? How do I create customers now? How do I get more people ascending up to my offers, right? That's how you kind of create your online business. And the way you're going to do that technically is you can go create stuff. Don't get me wrong, you can like create all this stuff, but ultimately at the end of the day, what's going to happen is your customers are going to tell you what to provide on the front end. Okay. So I'm going to get you in the door with saying, Hey, what are the benefits of having energy and brain function in business? Boom, done. Now here's my core offer. I'm going to put you on a continuity program where every month I'm going to send you this supplement. Boom. Then to a coaching program that's going to help you, for example, right? And now you have this entire business that makes sense. And at each level of that value ladder, at each level you're creating that product, you're providing more value. So You can go create your products. Like if you want to do it, just honestly research a lot of your competitors in the space, see what they're doing. Okay. Each different funnel has its own purpose on how it's supposed to be modeled. Right. Or listen to your customers. A lot of business owners, they, as success starts happening, they start letting their intuition guide them, which is like the recipe for every downfall. You have to start letting the data guide your decisions. Like typical entrepreneur has a little bit of success, ego gets in the way, things come crumbling down. So if you just listen for a little bit, your customers will tell you what to create. And then if they're like, hey, I want a nutrition plan, go look at other nutrition plans, go on Google, type in nutrition plans, download them, buy your competitors and see what information is working and kind of put your own know-how in it, write it up, save it off as a PDF, have someone design it nicely for you on Fiverr for like 30 bucks, and then go offer it as your front end offer. So product development and marketing two totally different things like product even fulfillment but that's how I would do it I would create a core offer that actually works which I think a lot of people you know a lot of your audience might have they might you know what they they know what they do every day that's working come up with something that's bigger ticket because that's where you're going to make all your money and then when you need to acquire new customers how would you get someone in the door how would you get me in the door if I want a brain supplement but I'm not ready for it and I just want to know about general nutrition like what is that product and then now when you provide all that value on that front end I'm ready to ask you what's next. And I'm ready to keep going and going and going.
0: 100%. Let me let me break this down for, for people thinking, okay, I offer a service. What I want you to understand is that this is the exact same process no matter what. Your product is your service or your physical product or your coaching or whatever. That's, that's your product. That's your core offer. So if you're a chiropractor and you're doing services, like you just offer adjustments here and there, or you're a massage therapist, you kind of just massage people whenever they want to come in. The immediate thing, and this is the first thing we focus on when I'm working with my clients, is understanding that core offer. Your core offer is, the, in essence, the main outcome you're trying to generate for your clients, the main package of treatment. So, for example, me as a chiropractor, we have a 12-week program that's designed for chronic pain to eliminate pain and tension, improve function, and give them their quality of life back. In doing that, I'm going to give them the bulk of the result that they're looking for and immediately make them feel amazing and solve most of their problems in that initial core offer. That's the thing that I'm pitching to everybody because I know who my ideal client is. And so I'm saying, here you go, on a silver platter, this is exactly what you need to do to get the results you want. Rather than saying, hey, look, I'll just adjust you for a while and we'll see how it goes. The problem with that as a service offering is that the pain to pleasure ratio starts to get affected. When I'm in a whole lot of pain, I'm just going to shut up and listen to you. When my pain starts to decrease, I'm feeling more pain in terms of turning up and paying you, and I'm having less perceived benefit. And so what that does in a business sense is people leave, and so your revenue per customer is lower. But in a healthcare sense, what that means is you're perpetuating, in my case, chronic pain cycles. Or if you're a functional medicine or nutrition, you're perpetuating chronic health issues because you're never actually going past that point where you're really resolving the issue. You're letting the client dictate it based on what they're willing to pay for. And people are only typically willing to pay for things that eliminate immediate pain and create immediate pleasure. And so they're not very good at looking at the long term. Like my blood sugar's dropping, uh, but paying you is raising my blood pressure. So I'm I'm not gonna pay you anymore. And then they'll just wait until their blood sugar goes back up again, they have diabetes, and so then they'll call you. And that's why we have these clients in this kind of roller coaster of their healthcare, but our business is in a roller coaster as well. So having a core offer pushes them well past that point of, I feel good. Like my clients feel good in the first four to six weeks. We keep going with them because it's not about feeling good. It's about living well. And when we actually get them through that and get compliance, they get better outcomes, they're happier. We have more referrals and we actually solve the problems. So having a core offer is ridiculously important. Like that is your your thing. What Blake's saying is that you have your core offer and then you have your follow-up. So instead of trying to get more new customers in, I don't know what the, like, you might know the the numbers on this, but like, I just know it's way more expensive and way harder to get new customers compared to just selling people who have already given you money. People who are already a customer are more comfortable spending more money with you when they've already got a result than trying to convince a completely new person to do the exact same thing. So having some kind of follow-up. So maybe a person, like in our case, person comes in 12 weeks, most of their pain's gone. 50% of those people will continue with us on a 12 month plan. Mm -hmm. Because now that their pain's gone, they want to start going to the gym. They want to start CrossFit. They want to start living well and sleeping better. And they're like, oh, my God, my my life's getting better. My body's back on track. Like, What's possible for me? Immediately, we're saying, this is what else we can do. So rather than saying, great, call me when you've got problems again, it's like, what else can I offer this person? And there is so many things that you can do. But having that, that backup now means that your lifetime value per client has gone up. And when you've got a system in place, that means that once you do get a customer, they stick around and they keep buying and they keep coming back. Now, like you said, is the chance to do the marketing stuff on the front end. And you said it right, which is just, how do I get them in? So that could be, if you're doing something online, it could be like a $7 guide. It could be a a mini course, right? If, If you're brick and mortar, it could be a consultation offer, something to just get them in so you can now understand them and present and pitch your core offer. And that's how we grew our business to a million bucks in less than two years as a brand new graduate, like not knowing any of this stuff. Now it would happen a lot faster. But it's like looking at it now, i deconstructed. I'm like, yeah, I had a core offer. I had a follow-up process. And then I just went ham on throwing people at it. And I didn't care what I did because I knew that the moment I could get them in front of me, we could convert them because we had a solid core offer. So it doesn't matter. You don't have to be this product business, the supplement business. You could be a service business. You can have an online program. You could be consulting. But you have to package your stuff into a core offer. Otherwise, you're just selling a commoditized service and everyone can try and undercut your price or throw more stuff on board to try and make it seem better than your stuff. So you have to have that core offer. Dude, I love it. It's so good. 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah. You need that. You need that in place. Like at the end of the day, if you don't, if you can't prove that, and, you know, a lot of you listening you like and watching, you probably have something that you're working on that's working out. You got to, there's no reason to be going and creating new customers for a long time. You can collect customers, meaning you can go to competitors and get their customers very, very long time. It's only when you feel like the market's starting to become saturated, customer education levels are increasing and becoming more parallel to seller education levels. Like it's not until those moments where things start saturating that you have to go and actually collect new customers. You can go years, you can go three or four years without ever having to put a lead magnet up because you're doing so well going in and, and collecting customers from other competitors and things like that. So it's not until you actually have to like go create someone, which will cost a lot more money, a lot more marketing dollars, a lot more education, things like that, um, that you have to put like those
0: front end funnels up. Yeah. In terms of with being with healthcare, collecting customers can be, for example, in my case, I'm a chiropractor. A lot of my clients have seen physical therapists or massage therapists or doctors and they haven't got a result and they're frustrated by it. And so I'm collecting their clients and bringing them into my world because I've designed a core offer that solves a problem that wasn't solved for them. That's basically what Blake's saying. You don't have to go out and get a whole lot of fresh people who are just immediately now experiencing, a problem or a pain, and never previously or, solved it. We
1: have never even heard of chiropractic care, for example. Like, I mean, imagine mm. going up to someone that has never even heard of what a chiropractor is. It costs a lot more money to convince someone of that to come through the benefits than someone that's like working out or something, and or or is going to take like a personal trainer or whatever. It's like, hey, man, you got you have like some pain, like come on, and like yeah, I've heard of chiropractic care, but I I haven't really you know attempted with mm-hmm. it. It's a lot easier to make to present the value to someone like that than someone that's literally has never even heard of it or heard of you.
0: Yeah. Convincing someone is the hard thing. And too many of wow. us in healthcare, we try and convince people versus just letting what we're doing speak for itself because we're speaking to people who are already aware. And anytime you've had a client who's come in and they've just been easy, chances are they were referred by someone. So they mm-hmm. already know. Chances are they, if they weren't referred, they've already known about uh, you or what stuff you do. So they're kind of already pre-sold on the concept. And then they've just seen your offering as being the better one. They're not yeah. something cold off the street. <laughs> and too often we, we go after these cold off the street people. It, it never works out, but we see our practice growing. So we assume that what we're doing is working. And that's, we talked about using intuition instead of data and saying, yeah. look, I think that I'm growing versus I know that I'm growing and from where, which is okay. people get it wrong. hundred yeah. percent. So tactically speaking, how can we go out there? And if we were to start trying to get customers from other people, or even new customers, what are some strategies that you're seeing working really well at the moment in terms of getting the message out and getting people aware of us in, in the space that we're in?
1: Yeah. So you can get new customers by, you don't have to run Facebook ads or paid media. You can, if you want, right. It's not necessarily like, you don't have to go after someone cold organic traffic strategies, right. Are working where it's like, you're on Facebook, you're interacting, right. You're posting content. I see like, what's really sexy that I see about like chiropractors and stuff. Like, like the process I mean is like, they're showing a lot of their content. I am addicted to the videos when someone's like getting an adjustment and the, and and I can hear it. There's something about it. I'm just like, this is so cool. Like start publishing content. If you start publishing content and you, become a machine like it, like that's one of the most beautiful things about like let's stay on chiropractors for example just because we're on it it's like you don't have to create any content you know how lucky that is like you don't need businesses have to go and actually create content from scratch like that sucks to be able to be a chiropractor and your content is just what you do every day it's that experience it's someone laying down it's adjusting them it's getting on camera and telling about an interesting story that happened and, and, and a result you did like that content exists so when i'm on tiktok and i'm on like youtube and i see these chiropractors constantly posting they have like millions of followers and they're just documenting their content. They're not going out of their way to turn on the camera and do, they're just like, film this next patient that I'm working with. It's easy, right? So like if, if, you're, if you're a wellness professional, just re- start recording the stuff that you do with your patients if you're allowed to and if they give you consent that you're allowed to because that's the content. People want to see that stuff. As weird as it might seem, like does anyone really care about a back adjustment? Yes, a lot of people love watching that stuff and like if you start publishing, you can start collecting content by just being a publishing machine. People are going to see it And they're going to reach out. They're going to go, Hey, are you in the Chicago area? Are you like the, the Boulder, Colorado area? I noticed that you like, this is amazing. Like you'll be surprised at how much stuff you get. That would work extremely well. And then you could also start running paid media, right. And go after people go target the audiences of your competitors, literally like pick a geographic location, right? Because no one's going to drive 20 miles to get their, you know, back adjusted, but pick a geographic location, target your competitors, audiences, and start marketing ads to them and do it better than them. Be creative, be the exciting chiropractor. Don't be the doctor in the, in the, you know, suit or the, or the lab coat type thing. I want to see the exciting, cool, down earth chiropractor that I can go drink a beer with, but he's just an awesome guy. I'd be like, yeah, I want to go to him. Like, and then I see like demos of it. So you can get really creative and you can collect customers for a very long time.
0: Yeah, 100%. Document, don't create. I'm a big follower of Gary Vaynerchuk and he talks about that all the time. Document, don't create. And I think in the health space that we've got that opportunity is that think about any time that you've had a major problem, what have you done? You've completely immersed yourself in that world to try and understand and figure it out. And if there's no content available, it's frustrating. Let's say I'm looking at my light here. Let's say my light's not working and it's frustrating me and I don't want to just go and buy another one. I'm going to start Googling stuff. If there's no content on how to fix it, it's going to piss me off. Yeah. And that's what your clients are feeling when they're Googling stuff. They're searching things on YouTube, on social media. They're wanting to immerse themselves in content to try and understand the situation for themselves, how to solve it, what options are available to them, et cetera. Well, when and when the first saying- thing we do when we have a problem is we think, how can I solve it? And when we realize, hey, it's maybe more complicated than that, or maybe I need to go and see someone, consult with someone. If you have content out there that's given people value, guess what? They've built a relationship with you. I'm not going to go, great, I've watched this 50 of these guys' videos, um, but I'm going to go somewhere else. It's going to be like, how do I see this person? Because I've watched all of their content. And it doesn't matter what you do. If you're a psychologist, you know, if you're a body worker, a nutritionist, it doesn't matter. Document everything about what you're doing, what you're thinking, and make that your content. Because people who are considering that sort of stuff, they're immersing themselves in it, becoming super aware. Suddenly they go, oh, there's this thing called a naturopath who can help me with these things. And they're researching supplements. And you're running all these videos like, hey, I just walked with this client. They had this major issue. This is what I recommended to them. This is why, this is how it works. Guess what? If somebody else has that issue or is interested in the stuff because they're immersing themselves in it, they're going to watch and listen to that stuff and by association, build trust in you and want to start working with you. So we have a massive uh, advantage in that respect. That people in healthcare they're they're wanting this stuff, and not enough of us are doing it. And even when you look at you, like oh, like I say, you're a chiropractor, and you're like oh man, there's you know too many people that are dominating on TikTok or YouTube, or whatever. The market's saturated. It is not saturated. Me and you, Blake, we're in the online online world. We're doing very well, and that is a more saturated market. You try and look things up on, on YouTube. There might be five guys that are doing something really well. You don't have to have a million followers. You can have a very small number, but you're putting out the right content that makes sense to your audience. Uh, they'll resonate with it. So hundred percent document don't create too many people get hooked on that. Why do you think people get hooked on this, this idea of their content has to be perfect and i have got to make this amazing thing and they spend weeks on it. And then either they never publish it or they do. And it really, they could have just got out their iPhone and recorded some stuff. Why do you think people get hooked on that?
1: They're scared plain and simple. You're scared. Look, as humans, we, we have this biochemical reaction that occurs our biochemistry has not caught up to our current environment. It's just what it is, right? Back in the day when we hunted in tribes, and you, know, you got exiled from it, you would die off. Like We had to protect ourselves. So that biochemistry still exists in us. So today, no one likes to be judged, right? They don't like to be criticized. They're afraid of what people are gonna think. The reason that people think something has to be so perfect is because they're afraid of the criticism they're gonna receive from launching it to the public. Straight up, you're scared. That's what it is. And that's why a lot of people fail to live up or, or fail to actually launch something is because they're so concerned about it being perfect when in reality, you're doing no one good, including yourself. So that's a simple, most direct answer I could give everyone. If you're finding yourself and you're in a situation, because I was there, I was in a situation where I was like, I never want to put something out in the marketplace. And then I had a long look in the mirror and I go, Blake, you're being, you know, you're being soft. You're scared right now because of what others are going to think. And the second I flipped that switch in my brain, I started launching stuff imperfectly. My bank account grew like crazy. So if you're out there and you're, you're like, why don't I publish stuff when I do it? Start doing it. Like it's the best thing to do. Anyone that hates on you and judges you, that's a good thing. Like, you know how many haters I get a day? I can't, I can't even count them anymore. But you know how many fans I get a day on top of that? 10X the fans to the haters every single day. If you are doing anything in your life that's worth anything, you are going to be criticized for it, period. If you don't want to be criticized, keep, keep being, you know, do your normal life. And that's fine. That's that's up to you. But if you want to go above and beyond, if you want to grow your business, if you want to have all of the amazing things that everyone deep down really desires, that freedom, you got to go and put yourself on a limb and you got to take that fear, eliminate it and just throw yourself out there and start doing what you know you need to be doing.
0: To add to that, I think that we have to realize that people who are successful in anything doesn't matter what it is, whether it's successful in the fact that they're happy with their lives, they're content, they've got great relationships, they look good, whatever it is, they're making lots of money. Successful people are willing to do the stuff that unsuccessful people are not, and they're not willing to tolerate the things that unsuccessful people are. If unfit, uh, and I'm not fit, it's because, and I'm not trying to get fit, it's because I'm willing to tolerate unfitness. And that fit person is not willing to tolerate not being fit. And so they go and do something right. about it and imperfect action is the key. Wisdom comes from I heard this the other day. Wisdom is knowing how to make the right decisions and knowing how to make the right decisions comes from having made bad decisions uh, and learning from it. And so you can't develop wisdom without getting things wrong. And so the nature of it is you make imperfect action, you just act fast, and then you learn from it. And at the end of the day, the the worst that's going to happen is no one's going to care or watch the video. And you're going to go, hmm, interesting, they don't care about that thing. So your next video is going to be slightly better, slightly better. And like you know, I, I promised you that when you first started doing this, Blake, you were probably terrible at it. Um, you were embarrassed. You went, when not as high energy. You couldn't keep the conversation going dude. I was exactly the same. I used to have be terrified of public speaking, could never do anything like this now I absolutely love it because I just did it anyway, because I knew that I had to do those things to get to where I wanted to be. And because I really wanted it, I knew I had to do it. And so I did it and by doing it, I got good. And that's, that's yep. the thing. So I it think is. that, yeah, we, we definitely need to be just acting on stuff more. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know that you're a busy man. Um, where can our audience connect with you online and, and how can they get involved with some of the stuff that you're doing?
1: Yeah. You can connect with me. I have a group called the Freedom Fighters Launch Your First Million Dollar Sales Funnel. It's one long sentence. Freedom Fighters Launch Your First Million Dollar Sales Funnel. Um, It's a group. If you want to learn, it doesn't matter. All types of businesses exist in that group. We're 10,000 strong now. We've been around for just a year and people just find the group. So if you want to learn anything about digital marketing, how to make offers, how to launch funnels, what do I need to do online to make money online
0: for a new or existing business, it is a great group to get involved with. Amazing. I'm gonna make sure that's in the show notes. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time. Loved your energy. It was a great episode. You take care. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. And everyone listening and watching, appreciate you guys. Yeah, awesome. Thanks,
0: man. Take it easy. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people, and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business, so I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach, or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did but with a 10th of the time and a 10th of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business. And I wanna share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week, full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.